Hey, Sarah. Hey, Johnny. How are things in the flats, as we say in L.A.? Um, the things in the flats are all good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. How about you up in the hills, as we say? I know, as we say, up in the hills. Um, I'm good. I am tr- trying to find a balance here. I actually started yoga again, which I haven't done in, oh, my God, I can't even tell you, maybe 20 years. Um, but I found this really great uh, YouTube yoga three-day challenge. So I'm like on day four and thinking, I hope when I'm on day 30, <laughs> I can be out of my house. <laughs> well, I, I think that's wonderful. I think that's yeah. great. You know, who, you know who's not doing online yoga? This gal. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, I keep I keep having these moments where I'm like, you know, just go do an online exercise class. And I'm like, you know what? So much better to go nap. Napping's really good for you. So I've been napping. Really too. good. Yeah. No, it's the best. So I've been napping. I've been cooking. I've been cleaning the house, as you know, uh, and working on the podcast, which has been pretty much saving my butt in terms of my psychology here. Um, uh, yeah. So holding down the fort as they say and hoping that uh our leadership in california at least continues to stay the course with this um and uh after the podcast today i'm gonna go grocery shopping so uh my once a week a ritual hunt That's and gathering exciting. uh you so told I'm me that tomorrow you, you told me you've stopped looking at uh social media lately huh I have stopped watching news. I have stopped social media. I have really, uh, I go on Facebook in the morning to wish people a happy birthday and then I get the hell off Yeah. because I just found that it was literally making my blood pressure go up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I love, you know, Johnny, I'll be honest with you. I'm even getting a little zoomed out. I, yeah. as much as yeah. I love seeing people and I, I have to be very careful. I can only do it so much because I was really getting to a place where I'm like, I don't have anything to say to anybody. So I'm, I'm being careful and I yeah. just, I want to try and be as positive as possible in these, yeah. you know, in, in this, in this very odd time. Um, so odd. So, yeah. so odd. I mean, uh, sometimes but I, like, I think I'm Go ahead. No, you go. I I was just saying, I was gonna say I'm, I feel like I'm a really spongy person. Like I, people's feelings affect me, and a lot of the times, you know, when I'm on the phone, they with call that an empath. And, by the way, You're oh an empath. wow, that's very Star Trek. Um, so I feel like uh, sometimes people look for me to put their anxieties onto, and I take it, and so. I've been a little bit more protective myself. So many people talk about that they're having horrible dreams and that this and that, yeah. and they're having trouble sleeping. And I think it comes down to, I kind of look for, and I'm, I'm sure you're the same way. I kind of look for people who um, kind of make me happy yeah. and aren't doom and gloom. And yeah. and look, everybody has those moments. We all do. Yeah. And it is so normal to go i just i'm i'm scared i'm filled with anxiety but i have been really making a concerted effort to find people who who delight me yeah and that's that brings me to our guest because i was gonna say did i just set you up with the most beautiful segue ever i mean that's an insanely (laughs) good ramp up but we really wanted to bring someone on (laughs) today who is known uh, cheer people up because he's so fucking funny um, mm-hmm. and we are delighted to have him on after the break and that person is who Tara oh I'm going to tell you it's the wonderful talented fucking funny Alec Mappa woohoo so when we come back we're going to we're going to get into it with Alec Mappa so stick yeah, around we are. it should be a really fun time Okay, folks, we are back, and as promised, we have with us the delightful, talented, wonderful, charming, I'm not going to keep going on, because his head's going to get big. Um, We have 
today. Our wonderful guest is Alec Mappa. Yay! Yay! Honey, we don't have sound effects, so we have to do our own games, okay? (laughs) Oh, okay. That works. That works. Yay! Um, I'm actually not going to get a swelled head because I just got out of therapy today. And, uh, you know, being in the lockdown lately, I've been listening to a lot of Mark Maron. Oh, yeah. interviews, Interviews people who've had an arrival of some sort. And mm-hmm. I got into, I don't know if you guys ever do this as performers. Well, you, you, you're you both so well-adjusted. You probably never do. Um, I got oh, no, Alec, compare- it's Tara and Johnny. I don't know yeah. who you think you're talking Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I got into serious compare and despair mode mm. where I was kind of like, I just, I, the whole thing was about, um you know, that I feel like I have a very odd career. It comes in and out of focus. There there comes a time where I become extremely useful to everyone and then it goes away and then it mm. comes back. And, the, and the, like, I've been doing this for 35 years. And, you know, this downtime has really made me think like, <laughs> and my And my, my therapist said that um, in all instances, when you have compare and despair mode and you're thinking about all the things you don't have, gratitude is the answer. It is. Gratitude is gratitude is the coping mechanism that gets you out of the mud. So I do have a lot to be grateful for. Well, we're grateful for you because your oh, fucking yeah. tweets crack me up. You are, oh. your, your continued work constantly keeps me happy. And I, I and, oh, you know, you. down... And down to your family photos, like they make me smile. So Aww. you ain't well, got, you I, ain't I, got, yeah. I've been staying off the Twitter during this administration. It just hasn't yeah. been as much fun as it used to be. I mean, no. it was like during the Obama administration, it was like eight years of fart jokes, you know, yeah. a couple times yeah. a day. And then now I, it, I, I timed it one time, how much, how long I can be on Twitter before I lose the will to live. And it's a, it's a <laughs> solid five minutes. Solid five minutes. Oh, you're we doing just, better than I am. Yeah, Tara, like no, cut it all awful. off because too awful. many stupid people. Too many stupid people. Um, it's too, it's stupid, uninformed, mean people. It, yeah. It's the mm-hmm. kind of it's the kind of meanness that that's yeah. taken over. And I'm not saying that in a snowflake way, like people are being mean. There's kind of a mean spiritedness. And I saw this um, this Isaac Asimov. Um, well, you're on Star Trek. You know all about it. He had yes. this quote about the uh, the war against intelligence and, and science and intelligent thought is that in, in uh, there's always this kind of false equivalency that your ignorance is as e- equal to my intelligence. Right. And that that's kind of where we are right now is yeah. that ignorance is like, you know, when I saw or read that uh, Fox News had um uh Dr. Fauci on talking about what's going on and the hard facts and the science behind it and what we have to do in order to flatten the curve and then they brought on Dr. Phil as a second opinion that to me <laughs> is kind of like that says it what, all yeah. yeah it's like you just had on the the head doctor yeah. of the CDC who has been studying epidemiology pre-AIDS and knows right. how these things work and has been studying this and has been warning us about it. And then you're going to bring on Dr. Phil, who uh, is not even a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and his, oh my equivalency, his equivalency was, well, you know, people drown in swimming pools. We don't shut down for that. And I was like, well, when was the last time you went to the supermarket and caught a swimming pool? <laughs> <laughs> It's just that that type of thing makes my blood boil. And then there was yeah. footage of that woman in Denver. I didn't mean to get this rabid in the first three minutes. Of no, the I love this it. Is what's happening right now? Um, I'm feeling insecure and scared about politics. So, um, uh, a, they had that footage of that woman in Denver um, honking at that nurse blocking the traffic blockade. Did you oh. see that? Uh, I no, I didn't see that. So, you know, uh, that, all these protests about the people yeah. going, um, oh my I, it's my right to go out and get sick. So right. um, oh my God. they had they had nurses, medical nurses, blocking the people wanting to block traffic. And Ugh. they're there in their scrubs. And the yep. woman is screaming, go back to China, you communists, <gasps> go back to China. No. And, then, and then people are yelling at her. 
saying um, he's saving lives. They are saving lives. You're keeping them from saving lives. She's like, I'm saving lives by keeping the economy open. It was just so bananas. bananas wow. To me. You know what? That idea of building a wall around California is looking kind of good to me now. I know. <laughs> this, I, it's, but you know what? It's like as an old queer person, it's kind of like, Every time we go through, you know, because the, the pendulum swings back and forth from left to yeah. right to left to right. So I go all the way back to, you know, I was a kid during Nixon. Um, mm-hmm. I was in, we were both in New York doing theater during the time of yep. Reagan. Yep. Remember? We're all our and friends were fucking dying and no one gave a shit. We're dying. We're yeah. dying and nobody gave a shit. And this is kind of like, you know, when this happened, I feel like that gave us a lot of coping mechanisms that we didn't oh. even know we had. For sure. You know, so, so I feel is, like, are you having any kind of like, uh, I'm having a lot of like post-traumatic <laughs> memories of the 80s these days. And it's um, good. I think I think all the nurses and all of the nurses and all of the kind of like hate crimes that Asian Americans are experiencing. I mean, you know, all the people that are acting against them. I mean, hopefully it doesn't. I was walking around with a mask today and for a minute I thought, uh oh, it could be me. But I live in kind of I live in Highland Park. So everybody's brown. So right. <laughs> I love I'm it. Hoping, I'm hoping that protects me somehow. Where do you live? You live someplace fancy. I see your pictures on Instagram. I, and you look adult. like you live in. Yeah, you live in Neely O'Hara's house from Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> I'm I'm Barbie. He is I'm, Helio I'm, Hera. Yeah. I'm Malibu. I'm I'm Beverly. I am uh, Hollywood Hills Barbie. Um, okay. And and how long have you been there? You've been there a while. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're fancy. Changed so much. Kara, I just, Kara where I, where do you live? On the streets. But don't okay. worry about me, yeah, Alec. Me it's not about me. me. No. Oh. I live, I live kind of. I live Beverly Hills adjacent. Oh, nice. The last time we no. saw each other, we were, it was a long time ago. We were working on some video thing. Where, how do you two know each other from? Where did the, when did uh, this unholy alliance begin? Orgy. Was it an orgy? It was an orgy. And yeah. the tea party actually were classier <laughs> than just a simple orgy. It was, it was, an, it was a, char- a character actor's orgy in Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it truly was. Um, oh it's not God. pretty. No, it's all, not... All, all I'm saying is me and Rip Taylor and Mindy Cohn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex. Okay, let's backtrack a minute, my friend. Right. Let's talk. Let's right. let's de- let's wax poetic and and mm-hmm. and talk about you. You have an astonishing career, and honestly, the things that I have loved uh, the most have been things you've created. Um, yeah, which is, a, which is exciting. I back, no, I want to go back even further. I want to mm. know how a boy from San Francisco. Uh, how did you? Did you always want to be an actor? I always wanted to be an actor. I was a, a big stoner in high school. I was wake and bake, and I was really kind of like, ugh, you know, I was that kid. And then um, I was bullied a lot, and because uh, um, this. And um, and then I found my I found my tribe with the drama and the uh, choir fags, and mm-hmm. they they adopted me as one of their own. And I I was in the NFL, the National Forensics League. I don't know if either of you participated. What in the hell is that? Sorry, I'm sorry. Can we can we delve a little further into this? That the National Forensics League. It is a speech tournament, and you go and for you have ten minutes. And you prepare either a humorous interp or dramatic interp. And there were all these different categories. And I would do like scenes from plays where I would, you, you play both parts. And I was always doing like some Neil Simon or John Guare. And I, um, I won. I won like my first, first place, my very first tournament. And that's when I got bit by the bug. That's oh when I got God. the call. And uh, so I was like the drama kid in high school. And... I um I applied to NYU and I didn't think I was going to get in and I got in and I went to NYU for four years. I was at Circle in the Square and my very first professional job was on Broadway. I understudied B.D. Wong and M. Butterfly. And then when he left, I played it on Broadway for a year and then I went on tour for a year and that's how I came to Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. That's but I got to Hollywood. That's... 
Yeah, but I came here and I didn't. I didn't work for three years. I did not work. I couldn't get arrested, and I and I really kind of thought that you know the trajectory was you come out with a play, everybody sees you, and then you get a television show. Right. <laughs> I came. You know, I really thought that's what happened. I mean, it happened to a lot of my friends. It happened to yeah. Kristen Johnston. She was in a play at Lincoln Center, and she got Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, blah dee blue blue blue. I got a pilot. Um, right away and then it was canceled right away and I was like oh okay and then I didn't work and I kind of my mother died my uh, boyfriend dumped me and I had a business manager steal all my money all within the span of six months so I had to start all over again and I kind of was super super depressed for (laughs) two years and then I wrote a solo show about it called I Remember Mappa because you know things are funny after it's over and I basically mm-hmm. wrote about how I, uh, my career took a nosedive and I slept all day for two years and I had to start all over again. And that's what got me, I started working in television again because of that, because the people who, who I, you know, you went to the taper, saw me and yeah. all of a sudden I was kind of like, uh, I started getting TV shows again. So, uh, and it's but you know how it is. But you yeah. know, you guys know how it is. It comes in and out of focus. I think that yeah. my kind of career, my trajectory is I, I become super useful and then I'm not, and then I'm super useful yeah. and then I'm not. At each time in the in-between time, I always think it's over. I always think like, I never get to a place where, and I don't know who feels like this. Do you feel like this where I'm good? <laughs> no, I, I no. Every, time, every time I drive no. out of a, of, a, of a set on my last day of a job, yes. I literally think that's the last job I'll ever have. Every yeah, time. but you got another Wait. series right away. Mm, not really. Mm, yes, not you really. did. Yeah, I beg yeah. to differ. Well, I mean, defined right away. A year, two okay, years. Okay, so you finished, you, know? you did how many years on What's the Face with Mary McDonald? Uh, uh, was all that combined nine? with Mary... Uh, ten years, Mary, Mary and Kira together. Jesus God, ten years. Ten, ten years. years. And, then, I know. and then, how long? And how long was your downtime? Probably about a year and a half to two. Poor baby. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I wrote things though. So I, 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 I took a class. I took a an, an Alec uh, uh, route and started writing at that time. Oh yeah. So. Well, I write because it's kind of like, well, shit, I got to come up with something to do. Right. You know. And you know, before the plague, it's it's road gigs that really are my bread and butter. When TV dries up, you know, I hit the road. I yeah. I, I I have club dates, but that's harder with a kid. You know, it's harder yeah. when. You know, especially now he's 15 years old. This is like a crucial time. This is where everything goes wrong. Right. You know, so I got to stick around. I mean, it's where I went wrong. Well, but look <laughs> what right. happened. Look how you tried. I know. Exactly. I know. Um, you ever see Foxes so, with Jodie Foster? That's what I was like course. in high school. Oh, my God. It was a mess. Well, I was kind of like that, too, except a much more upscale version. Um, oh. They were valley people, okay? Fancy. Ew. Yeah. Now you're fancy. You're uh, Beverly Hills adjacent. Uh, <laughs> I did go to Beverly High, okay? Okay. There you go. There you See, go. That's what I'm talking about. But I was just like you. I was I was total wake and bake for a while. Oh, um, yeah. But now I now now I take now I just do gummies, so it's all good. Atta um, girl, I had a cookie last night, an edible, and I slept like the dead. I literally closed my eyes. And I woke up and it was the morning. I'm gonna fangirl for a second. I loved you in 1984. You were you stole every scene you were in. Oh my God, I love you. Were you were so good. You were so good. Um, you were really, really well. I, I had a really good time doing that. Except good, I don't good. miss. I don't miss getting sprayed with blood. That's for fucking yeah. Sure. But you're now you're now part of the uh, Ryan Murphy um, repertory company, which is a really could good you call be. Ryan? Could you call Ryan and tell him that because he <laughs> did not not know that. Ryan's uh. a fucking weirdo because I've hosted so many events for him, and I thought I do not appear in his radar at all. Like, because we're, we're part of the Family Equality Council. Yeah. Like, t- mm-hmm. t- 20 years ago, that was just, like, a bunch of queer parents who were in show business. And in the 20 years since then, all of the heads of the networks and every single, like, A-list director in Hollywood who's queer has adopted 10 kids from China. So uh, <laughs> I, host, I host that dinner every year, the family, which is a huge fundraiser. And one year, uh, Ryan was being feted. 
And he talked throughout my entire act. He looked right through me and I was like, oh my God, this motherfucker. And, but then a year later, he hired me at top of the show to uh, guest star on um, Scream Queens and didn't make me audition at all. Oh, so, so I was kind of like, I read that wrong. So now I'm kind of like, I don't know anything. Well, well, I think that's a, that's that's probably the best way to go about it because, I mean, it's what we were talking, what you were talking about a few minutes ago. This industry, especially for anybody who's a quote unquote character actor, is right. cyclical. You know, it, it we do. It is cyclical. We, I think we all have those periods of time where you're like, uh, I don't know, where I, I feel like my cute blonde blue-eyed friends who work constantly that's how yeah. they must feel because you're like this is really moving along and then suddenly nothing. I know you know but I think I think I don't envy that because I have a lot of friends who are leading ladies who started out working non-stop and then they turned 30 and it was literally like it? a clock clock yeah. went off and Isn't they're always going to need they're always going to need characters they're always going to need us to play the mean hotel clerk the, the the awful boss, the person who works at the summer camp. They're always, I mean, the good news is, you know, one of my best friends is Amy Hill. She's 12 years older than me, and she's a series regular on Magnum PI right now. And her wow. career has no end in sight because right. everybody wants to work with Amy. And it's just kind right. of like, but it's, it's the in-between time that you're really like, oh, well, I should have uh, gone to law school or got a realtor's license. Yeah. But- um, Never. No. We are so happy that you continue to do what you do, honey. Um, well, you're little, welcome. Let's, <laughs> let's, you, you, you are America's Gaijin sweetheart. And boy, it's do we need true. that right now. It's you really true. are. True. So let's take a break. When we come back, let's, let's talk about uh, foster care, adoption, all the things that have to do well with done. family. Okay. okay. Be right back. And we're back with Alec Mappa. Hi, hey. hey, baby daddy. Um, <laughs> when did you, did you always want to have a kid? Or was that like um, a I sudden? Got, yeah, I've been with the same man for 18 years, and then we bought a house. And then after four years of, uh, of, of being together, we looked at each other and we we're like, is this it? Uh, is it just us? <laughs> and then... Um, but we were we were always um we were the fun uncles for everybody's yeah. kids. Like, yeah. um, people would go, Please take my kid to Disneyland or please take my kid to the movies or and we were feeling more and more like that's where we were headed. And mm. um in uh we went on I was hired by Rosie O'Donnell to be on one of her cruises. Uh they I and I still work for them, the our family vacations mm-hmm. where it's like the gays and lesbians and their kids. And all of a sudden, I saw kids who, uh, uh, parents who looked like me and my husband. And, and then I went to a foster adopt uh, seminar, and all my gay friends were like, girl, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if, and they said, if you go on that cruise, and those lesbians are going to brainwash you. And I was like, what? Are they, are they giving out kids at the gift shop? But um, <laughs> I went to a foster adopt seminar, and I heard the statistics about um, there's a, 200 uh, 400,000 kids in foster care at any one given time a quarter of those kids are up for adoption all ages uh, the most desirable placement is a caucasian baby girl and um uh, the hardest to place kids are um over the age of 3 a boy and if they're african american um they said the statistics were a caucasian baby girl is seven times more likely to be adopted than a a, a boy over the age of 3 who's of color and that's when I thought, you know, I've got nothing against little white girls. I've been one my entire life. But um, <laughs> my husband and I just kind of looked, and there was a flash of recognition that, that this is where we were going. And I kind of knew, I knew that my kid was going to be a black boy. Uh, uh, we gave them the ages between three and five. We wanted to foster a job. We wanted to get a, um, a hard-to-place kid. A kid yeah. that was going to have a, a, a and and um, he showed up and uh, in um, uh, November we were supposed to get him, and then they said a, a different family member had come over, uh, come into the picture, and we were like shit. And then they set us up with another kid in January, and we said we don't feel the same way about this kid that we felt about Zion, which is my kid's name, 
And they said, let me check on Zion's situation. That's what the social worker said. And they said in five minutes, they called back later and they said, um, uh, the situation with his birth parents, uh, the, the, I'm, uh, the, the blood relatives has been terrible. Um, you have to come get him tonight. <laughs> oh. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. So we ran down to Long Beach and we got him and he came to live with us. And after a week, I was like, if I have to give this kid back, I'm going to jail because this is my kid. This, oh is, my this is our kid. He was our kid right away. He followed me everywhere. Um, and I and, and being queer people, we got things in a different way, I think. I'm not saying that we were better, but we understood things like, because on his file, they said he was really emotionally volatile. He would really? get upset really easily. And I was like, he's a baby and you're shipping him around all over the place. He doesn't know what's mm-hmm. happening. Right. I mean, I'm I'm emotionally volatile when I go into a Starbucks that I haven't been to before. I'm like, <laughs> they're not going to get this right. So um, they don't get me. Right. Um, right. So, Alan, so can we I go would, back we, one, can, can sure. I go back for one second? I think people yeah. when they hear that when someone's talking about fostering, they they go, yeah. oh, you just sign up. Can you like launch into? It takes a while, and you have to go um, yeah. jump through. It takes hoops. a while. And, um, and home visits. It's, yeah, it's six weeks of parenting class, which is great. Um, yeah. It is, uh, you know, it's uh, you learn CPR and first aid, and and you learn what the kids are going through, what you know, what what to expect, and they also want you to be really clear on what kind of situation, what your tolerance level is. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like what kind of kids you want? You yeah. know, do you want a right. baby? Do you want a, an older sibling set? And and then they kind of walk you through the situations that the kids have been through, and blah 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 blah. And then you also hear from former foster kids, and then af, uh, former uh, and you hear from kids uh, parents who've done this, right? Uh, foster adopt parents. And then after you complete the course, then you get what's called a certification, and that involves mm-hmm. uh, a social worker coming over to your house and checking you out. And then uh, they start calling you. And I, it, in all in all, in the time that we started and the time that we had a kid in our house, it was nine months, nine months later. And so you, I actually prepared, had, you actually gave birth. <laughs> yes. I seriously? Birth. I, yeah, seriously, nine months. It was nine months. And the guy who did our home inspection, I, you know, I, we got rid of all the porn, all the toys, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I mean, I had a dinner party where um, I you had a trivia contest, and whoever won got all the porn and everything. Um, and oh, I wow. looked like I looked like Betty fucking Crocker. I had on an apron. I made banana muffins. <laughs> the house was immaculate. And and the inspector was a gay guy who showed up, and he he basically glanced around the room, and he goes, "You're good." And I, I was like, re- like I could have had like a person tied up in the closet. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, we were certified pretty, pretty fast because in Los Angeles, we're really lucky in L.A. because we were considered a desirable couple. We were des- we were considered a desirable placement. I was in Washington, D.C. last year lobbying for the Every Child Deserves a Family Act because under this administration, it's now legal in nine states for federally yeah. funded agencies to turn away qualified foster adopt parents based on sexuality, gender orientation, or religion. Mm. And it's legal. It's legal oh. for them to do it. And during the Obama administration, they had, they had said, no, you can't. And under this administration, they lifted that restriction. So the problem with that is a lot of the foster adopt agencies in rural areas are run by religious orders. They're like right. Catholic foster adopt agency. So based on Catholicism or whatever you believe in, you could turn away qualified parents. And it's really, really sick. It's Tragic. like when there are making, so many kids, when there's when so, there's many, so kids many kids, system, yeah, they're making, they're they making it harder. Yeah. yeah. They're making it harder for kids to be. And it's, it's a shame. It's a shame when people, um, you know, but I, I was running after congressmen in the Capitol. I got to meet AOC. That was totally oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to really, get. Really I, I want to do a deep dive on politics with you, but I, I want okay. you to talk a little bit about because I, I watched some interviews from that trip you took, mm-hmm. uh, and some some one of the interviews broke my heart and I openly cried when you uh, talked oh. about comfort cases, the garbage bag. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. Share that yeah. story. Um, well, when the kids are moved around in foster care, and this was happened with my kid, um, when I came to pick him up in Long Beach, he was sitting between two garbage bags. 
one had all of his clothes and one had all of his toys and he was just sitting in the middle of them like he was another bag of trash that somebody had just dropped off and I thought this is this is so awful nobody should I really got it I was like okay this is it this is the end of this I'm here now let come home so um, comfort cases this organization that was started by this great um, queer dad who adopted four kids out of the system with his partner they have a farm right outside of uh, um, Washington, D.C. If you want to find out about it, go to um, comfortcases.com. He came up with um, uh, a way for all of the kids in foster care who are being transferred to each have a suitcase. And based on your age, it has pajamas and a toothbrush and toothpaste, maybe a coloring book or a notebook, just so the kids know in that moment that they're not trash, that they're valued, that somebody's thinking about you. And so um, uh, they've flown me out. I've done a ton of stuff for them because if an organization feels that I, um, you know, that I believe in needs me, I'll go. And they, they inevitably, you know, they're, they, these are like mom and pop organizations and a lot of them don't have any money. So my right. agent is always furious because I'm like, oh, just go, <laughs> just put me up at a hotel. I'm yeah. booking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was well. in DC for that, yeah. That's wonderful, and that's a it's, very. It's we'll also put up a link to them, so if yeah, people want to go and... um, also, if you're interested in foster adopt, I'm also the national spokeswoman for um, raiseachild.org. <laughs> I think it's either raiseachild.com or raiseachild.org, and they actively recruit people who are interested in adopting through the foster care system, and they are kind of a big information resource. So you go see them and. And they make the whole process less intimidating. They'll walk you through it. Because I think people are kind of freaked out about the idea of foster kids. But when you hear about the kids in the system, they're just kids. And I, somebody broke it down to me in a, in a very uh, meat and potatoes way that I understood. Because they said, Have, did you ever get separated from your mom or your parents when you were in a supermarket when you were a kid? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember how terrifying that was? Terrifying. Well, mm-hmm. That happened to these kids, but for real. Mm-hmm. You know? And each time they're moved, it happens to them over and over and over again. So what you are as a parent, you're like the stopgap. You're like the, 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 that big wooden block on the runway that stops the airplane. And it goes, mm. okay. <laughs> you know, so they're dealing, yeah. with that tra- you know, they're dealing with that trauma. And how you deal with trauma is you don't say this never happened to you. You give people the space to grieve. You give yeah. people the space to go, yeah, that was horrible, and I'm going to listen to you, and you got to know that that's over. And right. every time it's triggered, I'm going to be here with a catcher's mitt. You know, we, we're going to be okay. So it's, you, I think my husband and I really got that because it was on his file that, you know, he freaks out when he's in a new place. And I was like, he's five. Of course he's going to freak out in a new place. Right. Right. You know? right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we have man, a high tolerance. We, we, we have a high tolerance for crazy in this house because we're nuts. So <laughs> it all worked out. You're all a perfect now, match. <laughs> yeah. And now he's 15 and he is uh, doesn't want anything to do with me. And he's in his room. And uh, so it's it's all worked out. <laughs> so he's a, he's a typical 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, it, yeah. And 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 15 year olds their their thing is we invented um, music, sex and fashion and you would have no idea about any of that oh my god and didn't you feel that way at 15 of course i mean Uh you know flock flock of seagulls mom you wouldn't know about it you know it's duran duran you guys right you guys grew up listening to like uh, bill haley in the comments what would you know know, it's like (laughs) every generation every generation Uh is awful well you're you're, in in a few more years you're going to be an empty nester i better be yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> right. With this economy, yeah, build- who the hell knows? Yeah. You may never yeah, no, we're, we're building a, a catapult with a time code in it in the backyard. <laughs> and it, he, he gets a launch on his 18th birthday. That's the present. How do you feel uh, about once he goes, I move in? What do you think about that? Sure. Huh? Sure. Sure. Oh. I'm, I, I'm oh, building God. an ADU out back. I'm building an additional dwelling unit. You'll be in fashionable Highland Park. Um, Did you, you know. really just ADU? He ADU, yeah. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. ADU, additional dwelling unit. I love it. You're very fancy. Yeah. Um, you are fancy. A, let's take another little break, and when we come back, okay. I want to hear all about 
Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I want to hear oh, about your trip. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, we'll be right back with Alex. <laughs> and we're back with Alex Mappa, who is creating all kinds of trouble on during the breaks. Oh, um, Alex, you are yeah. um, such a fun, joyful person. And one would think, this guy's not into politics. He's too, he has too much fun to, to you know, go to D.C. and browbeat Congress members and I, I think protest. Be both. I think you can be a joyful person and still want to uh, make your mark on the world. But Mm -hmm. I went to Washington, D.C. because um, kids were being discriminated against. You know, kids, I feel like the kids in the foster care system are being kept from being placed in homes. You know, yep. because of uh, under this administration, we spoke earlier that in nine states, it's legal for federally funded agencies to turn down qualified foster adopt parents based on uh, sexual orientation, uh, marital status, religion, or gender identity. And with this many kids in the system, we should be making things easier for the yep. kids to find parents instead of harder. And another thing that was difficult, too, is uh, the Every Child Deserves a Family Act, which we were lobbying for would also protect the gender identity and the sexual identity of sexual orientation of the foster kids in the system. Ah. Meaning that a lot of foster kids um, uh, who identify as queer are sometimes placed with religious families who don't Oof. respect their identity. And oh, yeah. we, we had kids testifying with us at Capitol Hill, queer kids and trans kids who were put into um, uh, uh, therapies those what's it called the 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 conversion conversion. yeah the conversion therapies there was a gay kid who for six years was put through conversion therapy there was a trans man uh former foster kid whose parents had starved him out they would said we're you're you're this is this isn't real and unless you identify as the gender you were born with we're not going to feed you um there's all these there's all these levels of abuse and the thing is like that to me is like when I saw the injustices my kid was experiencing and also how my kid thrived after being placed with us and how our kid got to be a kid, I felt like my kid, when I picked him up, it looked like a little man. But after he got to live with us, he got to be a kid. Right. He got to be a kid. He got to, He was just exhausted. So that to me was like, I don't want that to happen to any other kids. So that's why we went to Washington, D.C. And um, it was really fun. You go from, it's like trick-or-treating. You go from door to door and mm-hmm. you find all, you go down the list of all the Democratic. Um, this one, Bill, was introduced by uh, John Lewis, who's a, who's a, a legend in civil rights. Yeah. Yes. So everybody's falling lockstep behind him. And so you give your spiel. And then you say at the end, do we have your support on this bill? And they say yes mm-hmm. or no. So they all said yes. Um, I did see um, one congressperson surrounded by bodyguards getting into an elevator, and I followed them in. And it was I was surrounded by bodyguards who were over seven feet tall. Like they could have stepped on me, and my life would have been over. And in the middle <laughs> of them was, was, was Elan Omar, the uh, Muslim co- congresswoman who's been getting all these death threats. So she's yeah. surrounded by so yeah. I peeked through I peeked through one of the um, bodyguards' legs, and I was telling her <laughs> I gave her the whole pitch for the Every Child Deserves a Family Act. I said, "Do we have your support?" She said, "Yes." So I was like, "She, she, no, she said, I got you." She said, "Yes, I got you." And then I, I ran into a hearing, um, which was about hate crimes, and they were wrapping it up and um, uh, hate crime legislation. And the person leading it was AOC, and I got to meet her, and there was a long line of people to meet her. And I got in the line, and when I finally met her, I was like, you are the Beyonce of Capitol Hill. (laughs) And and she said, shut up. And then I gave her the whole spiel. And then she said the same thing. I got you. You have my support. So it was really, really great. Yeah. So so it's not going to pass in this administration, but the bill is going to be passed by the Democratic floor. And then we're going to have to wait till Trump is out of office for it to pass. Right. Right. Yeah. And what is, I mean, and the situation's not going to go away. This is an ongoing no, situation, go and and go we away. have to, 
and and it just it's so upsetting to me because these kids deserve homes like yours and they right. just deserve to be in a, a home a good home and there's so many people who are willing and who, able and yeah it's qualified appalling. yeah qualified, qualified very that I'm qualified. here and um, uh, LGBT people are are six times more likely to adopt than um, same sex couples we're six times more likely to adopt a hard to place kids. Uh, kids with special needs. So it's like, we're here. We're going, we want the kids. We're, right. you know, we'll adopt these kids. So that's what I was there for. And the, and the sad part is, is that under this current administration, um, all these organizations feel emboldened. They feel, oh, they yeah. feel, um, they feel emboldened. And in these conservative areas, they're introducing discriminatory bills that will make this kind of discrimination legal. So it's just, it's just, it's an ongoing thing, but rah, 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 just doing my part. Mm. You're doing a bit. It's, but look, You're doing you know, a little bit more than your part, my friend. You know, the, the well, thing is, this, you know. this is, this is one of those issues that doesn't really get talked about because everyone else is trying to put out so many other fires. You know? Right, like, right. Yeah, but uh, it's like, but, you know, with this going on, it's like there's so much, what I got when I was in Washington, D.C., is there's so much bullshit going on behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's yeah. complete chaos. But while all the chaos is reigning, there's so much bullshit going on behind the scenes. And, and, and all of the adults in the room are doing their best to hold it together. Right. You know what I mean? They're right. doing their best to kind of fight the fight. And it's just, you know, but it's, the pendulum swings back and forth, but I don't think it's ever been this bad. It's never oh. been. There's never been anybody like this in office. No. no. And, no. and no. literally our lives are on the line right now. I know, the but there's, a, there's something interesting about this pandemic is there's, there's no way to get in front of this story. There's no way to spin it. You can't no. spin science and you can't spin a virus. And right, right now oh, with God, the thing about like... Oh, God, people are trying. I know they're trying, but... You know, it's kind of like Singapore reopened early, and they're they're they've got another spike in infections, right. and a second wave of this will close things down even longer. You sure. know, and the the places I'm worried about are the places where they're ignoring it completely. Florida, they're reopening yeah. the beaches, and that right. that is nothing but um, retirement homes, which right. is the petri dish for this. So yeah. it's just. Uh, the whole thing is just like I, I tweeted the other day. I just can't look anymore. I just I can't look. So I allow myself one hour of Mado, and that's it. And then after okay. that, a really strong cocktail. Yes. Oh, what, see, what, what I is, used to love your... Rachel. Rachel's gotten very dark on me. I can't. I, I, I can't do her really? right now. Really? Yeah. I was thought, yeah. I thought of her as the, the doula of bad news. Like it's kind of like <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm gonna deliver this and as painlessly as I can. But you know. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. what is your quarantine cocktail of choice, my friend? Um, I've been enjoying the tequila, um, but uh, what happens with me in tequila is I have two, and then I sober up, and then I just it just keeps going. Um, right. But if I have a bourbon drink, I can only have like one and a half, and that's mm. like a, a a Boulevardier or a Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. We 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 can't have wine in the house because that that goes away. Um, uh, you don't drink. Like, you don't drink wine. Um, well, we, no. if if we, if we drink, if there's wine in the house, we're just going to drink all of it. Oh yeah, well that's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Kara, what's your poison? You just like the pot? No, I'm tequila. I'm I'm a big oh, tequila. tequila drinker. She's yeah, tequila. I like tequila I like with tequila. club soda and a splash yeah. of lime. Oh, me too. Isn't that like a hug? That is like it a really hug. is. It's a it's weighted like a, blanket. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know what? I was a little agitated earlier, but I had one of these, and now I don't give a shit. That's exactly. <laughs> that's why I'm drunk on every podcast we do. No, um, <laughs> Alec, I wish we were uh, able to be in the studio because we usually, well, there are times that we do uh, serve tequila while we do oh, the yeah. podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, if, if, this, if this is an open invitation, if I it haven't ruined my, oh, you... ruined my chances of ever hanging out with you guys again, I would like to take you up on an offer for tequila oh, yeah. in the future. 
Oh yeah. Oh, Absolutely. oh, my friend, it's happening. It will happen. I will we usually, I will, you know what? We we stop playing this little game that we play. Uh, we we take mm. we we ask random questions of, out of a hat for the guests mm. because mm-hmm. it didn't really really didn't really work over the phone. But I, oh, I'm no. you, I'm going to ask you a kind of a fun question. I'm I'm curious about because you know I'm. If you were a tree, up, what kind of tree would you be? Yeah, how, no. How did he know? How did he I, know the question? It's because so smart, so uh, intuitive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who would you choose out of your group of friends oh. to compete against you on RuPaul's Drag Race? Compete against me? On RuPaul's yeah, drag like you're race? all like you're all doing drag race together, and you want to be with like whomever you want. Well, I would have to take a total booger, somebody who looks horrible in drag, <laughs> um, so I would win. But I'm very competitive. I did world's worst cooks for um for uh Food Network last year. World's worst cooks celebrity edition, and the last two people standing were me and Tanya Harding. So oh my God! What I was very oh my competitive. God. Yeah, she was a total. What's that called when somebody is like is actually an expert at something, but they're playing dumb? We are both playing that game. It's like uh, in pool. It's like a pool shark or or, or yeah, uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the term? It's it's sh- like a, it's, it's like a con of some kind where you come in and you pretend Not like you're red down. Shit. I anyway. forget what it's called. Yeah, I'm having a total brain fart. But anyway, uh, we had like a cooking challenge, and then uh, and then I remembered I Tanya that she's been shooting rabbits and skinning them since she was like five years yeah. old. And I was like, that bitch knows how to cook. Oh yeah. And I was like, uh, we had a they didn't eliminate either of us, and 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 Tanya and I were in the uh, car going home, and I was like, so how do you know how to marinate that skirt steak? And she looked at me and she was like, I just knew. And I was like, okay. Girl. <laughs> okay, so wait. Both of you. Who won. would I have compete against me? Huh. No, um, we were. It came down to two of us, and um, having Tanya Harding win was better story. Oh, uh, because better my than getting amazing. My my <laughs> food was amazing. Um, let me see. Who would I compete? Who would? Uh, um, um, oh gosh, uh, imdb.com. Hold please. And what was Kerry Washington's show name? It was called um, Scandal. Uh, uh, Scandal. And he was the, uh, one of the her operatives on Scandal. Yes. And that yes. actor's name is who I've known for more than 20 years. I would want him to compete against me. And his name is Guillermo Torres. Guillermo Torres. Yes. Guillermo Diaz. She, Guillermo Diaz. Yeah, she'd be a big girl, right? I know. I think I yeah. could. I think I could. If we had to lip sync for our life against each other, I could. I could. Um, I could, could look take a little them. fishier than her. Yeah. Oh, you would. Yeah. You, honey, you. You have you done drag lately? Um. Yeah, I did a Justin Elizabeth Thayer show that I did with Jew Drogi and uh, Jack Plotnick and Sam Plot. Uh, Sam Pancake. Yeah. Sam Plotnick. The holidays. Sam Plotnick. Jack. Sam and Jack got married. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was called. It was called. Um. Uh, Manor, uh, Wilton Manor, or gosh, it was it was a spoof of Dark Shadows, and it was okay. hilarious. And it was we did a live stage show, and I played um, one of the matriarchs. I was kind of like a Barbara Stanwyck type character. It was so much fun. It was oh. a witch. Yeah, love yeah. Love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Well, honey, it was super this fun. Is, this has been super fun, and really taking taking time out no. of a really busy schedule. What? She said no. <laughs> Alex said really, and I said no. No, really? no, no, it's no. not. No, what busy schedule? We've been in a we're in a quarantine. Like after this, I'm gonna binge watch the rest of Gilmore Girls because I <laughs> I never I never saw it before, and oh. I I wanted to see what all the fuss is about, and it's it's so adorable. It's like visiting a gift shop. <laughs> oh. Were you were you were you ever on that show? Me? No. Which one? Me or, uh-huh. me or Johnny? Either one of you. Were either no. one of you on Gilmore Girls? No. 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 I have a really good Gilmore Girls Ru- audition what? story that I can't tell. But go on. Oh, okay. It's Was a it? scented candle of um, CW, uh, WB <laughs> dramas. It's it's so harmless and inoffensive and adorable. I just, oh. it's, yeah, it's my junk food for the day. I love it. Yeah. Are you napping a lot? Constantly. 
I okay. nap every day. You make me feel so much better. I I nap every day at three, um, and then I wake up in time for a uh, happy hour, mm-hmm. and I have a little cocktail, and then I start getting dinner ready, and then um, uh, then we watch Nato at six, and then we have yep. dinner. Oh. Yeah. Perfect little life. Seriously, Alex, let I me move in. Please let yeah, me yeah, move no. in. Listen, I'm in the fetal position for most of the time, so it's really not yeah. that exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, uh, so we have right. a guarantee that once we're back in the studio, you come back and drink tequila with us. And oh, please, please. please. All it's right. a date. And if All any right. of your viewers want to find me on the television, you can find me on Ugly Betty on Hulu. Um, uh, Justice League, uh, not Justice League, Doom Patrol on DC Universe. Um, I'm on Amazon in a kitty movie called Beethoven's Treasure Tale, if you want the brats to be quiet for a day or two. And um, just uh, anywhere fine film and television programs are shown. What about, what about your one what show? About your sh- what about your show? Oh, yes. Um, Alec Moffa Baby Daddy, which uh, finished its run on Showtime recently, can be found for free on YouTube. And if oh. you want to find out how to adopt through the foster care system, I break it down in my comedy special. Um, uh, Alec Moffa Baby Daddy, just do a search, Alec Moffa Baby Daddy on YouTube. If you're interested in foster adoption, go to raisechild.com. Love or if you it. want to we, contribute to kids uh, who need uh, uh, suitcases, foster kids who need suitcases, go to comfortcases.com. We Perfect. will put those links up, and Great. we love and adore you, and we can't thank you enough for hanging out with us, and it's almost nap time. Right go. back at you, and we have a drinking date as soon as this is over. Perfect. Okay. Done. Love right. you. Thank you. Love you. Guys. Love Bye. You. Bye. 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 Oh, that man can make anything funny. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was that was really uh, I I needed that today. I really did. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm so glad that that he came because it's true. We do. We need we need uh, we need to add laughter into our schedules. Right. And yeah, that just means that we call Alec every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've what actually taken. I, I like that idea, and I've also taken to uh, one little tip I realized last night. If mm. I end my night watching, binging something dark, um, not a good idea before bed. So I've been watching. Really? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? I've been watching Absolutely Fabulous and just laughing my ass off and then going to bed. So. I wish you would give that advice to everybody because I think that's super important. I think always either – Turn off the TV or whatever and read something uplifting. Yep. And or end the night with something wonderful and try and start the day off with something wonderful. Um, Good idea. I do think that that makes a world of difference. And I am grateful to you and for the show and uh, to our wonderful guest, Alec Mappa. And we will put those links up. But we also ask you at the end of every episode and this week's not going to be any different to rate, Johnny. review, and subscribe to our podcast, please. And we we haven't been getting a lot of reviews, and, and we, we love to hear from people if they're enjoying the show, so please do that. And um, next week we'll be back with another fabulous guest, and I get to hang out with my friend Johnny, and I That's always right. love that. And I might be dropping off something for you this week. Maybe. What? What? I'm, let's just That's say like I've got two weeks in a row. Let's say I've got some really, really dark bananas ready to be done something with. So <gasps> let your mind travel to what could happen. It could be, or it could be a. It could be making you a dildo. I don't know. <laughs> a banana dildo? Yeah, oh, a ripe old banana dildo. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds horrid. I know. Uh, All right. Oh, my well, God. Okay. Well, Tara? I can't wait to be able to tell everybody um, what you've got me next week. Okay. So, right. as always, see you next oh, Here we go. Here we go. Say it again. <laughs> Louder. Done. See you next Tuesday, Tara. There we go. All right. Bye, guys. Thank Bye, you. Bye, everybody. Thanks.